Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to part two of a two-parter episode all about Star Trek and the Orville and about the midterms and where we think we're going as a society today. I think you're going to be profoundly fascinated by the fact that there is a tie-in to politics and our evolution as a species coming forward into the vast future. Talking 10,000 years from now, it's quite interesting. But if you like the work we're doing, ladies and gentlemen, please head on over to my link tree or my Patreon. It's Patreon forward slash Chef Bry Comedy or Linktree forward slash Chef Bry Comedy. That's where all our various platforms are, including Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music, etc., etc., as well as YouTube. We're going to have YouTube videos coming out very shortly, but you can also go to my link tree and give us a tip. Either go become a patron on Patreon or perhaps just give us a tip. A buck or two is all we ask every couple months or every month or whatever you can afford on our various tip jars. So thank you for listening. This is a two-parter. If you didn't listen to the first part, please do go back. But uh, I think you'll find this episode interesting and fascinating. It's a little bit of politics and a whole lot of pontificating about the future and just a slight bit gushing about Star Trek and the Orville. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your friendship. And let's begin. But I've always sort of been that down-home guy where I didn't let my... Uh, evolved sensibilities dictate my sense of humor. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, I think, you know, I've said this before and I'm kind of half joking, but half serious is that I'll watch shows like uh, on HGTV is that you see that wealthy affluence almost comes with its own British accent. It's like rich, spoiled Mm -hmm. people almost are becoming, they're evolving into a a type of sub creature where they have accents no i've i've actually read articles about that and it is it is a thing and language is changing mm -hmm. the southern twang is going to be no more one day as we all homogenize become more of the same we're all introduced to the same technologies the same books the same educational materials um what it's doing is it's we're becoming a more of a one earth type of thing and some people talk about the ills of, uh, you know, this new world order. Mm-hmm. It's more of a homogenization as we all reach the pinnacle of our evolution, socio-politically, socioeconomically, and through having access to the same foods, the mm-hmm. same resources, etc., it's making us become more global, more worldly. And yeah. we should embrace that. We absolutely should. It's just more people that <clears throat> are there to look after you. And vice versa. Yeah. Like it's well, that's why I never look at the show as oh, we're for Democrats. No, we're for progress. Yeah. But there's only one team batting for the progressives right now, and that's Democrats. Until mm-hmm. we become a multi-party system that more fairly represents all of our interests, I have to go with the party that best sort of steps up to my understanding of progress and values. Yeah. That being said, I don't think all conservatives are bad people. Far from it. I have friends that are great people, good parents, good workers, solid people, not evil. But then every once in a while, you wonder why in the fuck they would let something like rampant Trumpism take over their party and values. I don't know why this just popped into my head, but, you know, they're like the party of family values and this and that. And, you know, a mom and a dad and a family. 
And the only thing that liberals want to add to that mix is, yeah, a family can also include two dads or Or two two gays or or, a black and a white. (laughs) And when it comes down to it, the thing that ultra conservatives can't get past, they can't stop thinking about what happens in the bedroom. They can't just take it as here's a family unit of people that all love each other. What does that say about their thinking? Right? When you picture a gay couple, all you picture is the gay sex. You're not thinking about the love. Yeah, they can't see the fact that it's two people that love each other to have a family unit with children and it's just a family. They can't look past the specifics of what the genders and the... The they can't get over the differences. Are. Yeah. Never mind. It's just a family. Well, I I heard somebody say this, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was a comedian, but he was like, "If gay people want the right to be married and miserable, then they should have it too." <laughs> <laughs> now, exactly. kidding, of course, but but yeah, but yeah. But, yeah. equal and opportunity. Just, yeah, and it's just that, that equal mindset. love and equal exactly. giving everybody credit for being themselves and being different, yeah. including conservatives. Yeah. As long as nobody's encroaching on, you know, each other's rights, everybody can do. I mean, it just it boggles my mind. And people that still see color and just look at someone's skin and say, "Oh, your skin's darker than mine, therefore I hate you." Well, and then and then furthermore, to use the Bible as a source Mm -hmm. of moral outrage when it comes to trans people or gay people, it's like, so you believe that. Uh, life starts a conception but then once they're born they're on their own to lift themselves up by the bootstraps and god forbid they love uh mm-hmm. somebody of the same sex or else uh you're no longer worthy of god's love what <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i know I, you know and that's the thing i'm trying to understand because i've got friends who have you know they always fancy themselves as well we're the responsible ones we're the pragmatic ones mm-hmm. oh really when did the Hank Hill party become the Dale Gribble party? And now you're going to still sit there and, and live under the auspice that you're the pragmatists? Yeah. All the while, Democrats and the Democratic Party are doing more to save our economy than the Trump did in four years. And we've done it already in two. And I'm not saying that to be divisive. It's just the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it is. you know, uh, when, when Democrats can become physically re- conservative... Uh, it means, oh, wow, guess what? Triple threat. And and I don't say that because I think they're perfect. Far from it. But there's only one institution in our political sphere right now giving greater cl- uh, voice to the disenfranchised. We yeah. don't need to prop up the, the, the wealthy. We need to prop up institutions to help everybody get on board because once we grow the middle class, aha, guess what? Rich people do well. Middle class do well, and poor people have something to attain, somewhere they, to go. It's just simple economics, but they can't seem to get it through their head. That is that if all these people that are living in poverty, if they have enough money to actually buy things and contribute to the economy, they will get very rich. Gets <laughs> yeah, I, they will get rich, mm-hmm. and yeah, everybody's in, empowered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win for everybody. And that's the thing about this show is that this show is not about bashing uh, people who are different. It's about getting everybody to understand the importance of compassion, the importance of kindness, and the importance, frankly, of diversity. And that includes conservatives. And so when I'm talking about conservatives, I'm not doing so to alienate them or make them feel like they don't have a home here. No, far from it. It's just that um, if you're going to be a conservative, I want you to be a conservative with principle. If you don't have principles and you're only going along 
letting all these bad things happen within your party, then how are you any less dangerous than a radical left winger, mm-hmm. for example? I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, if you want there to, if you're going to be a dissident and a martyr, and you're going to be show everybody your radical agenda is to do all these great things, then show the utility and being a radical. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. No, you know, and that's the thing is, I think a lot of Republicans spoke in these elections and said, "We want cons- common sense conservatism, but we don't want to be ran by the crazies anymore." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a big referendum on that, definitely. And, and then, of course, the Gen Z crowd comes out and they voted and and they said, "Hey." We like bodily autonomy and we like equality. Um, mm-hmm. Does the woke go too far sometimes? Yes, but uh, I would rather there be a woke cult subset of people trying to be aware than than have nothing at all. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we have to temper our extreme left and right factions and try to lead from the center as much as possible. And that doesn't mean we should water down policy. No. It means we got to start thinking about what's radical people say the leftist agenda is radical you mean socialism is radical (laughs) but extreme uh capitalism extreme corporatism isn't radical fascism isn't radical fascism isn't radical right (laughs) right so anyways but yeah uh good job babe on that article so Um, yeah long story short orville is so good it's just so good it just makes you feel good and it makes you, you get sucked into it because it's just... It takes all the best parts of Star Trek mm-hmm. and makes it better. And I love Star Trek. And I love Star yeah, Trek, yeah. It's just, well, yeah. and I think what Discovery was trying to do was be big and bold and sophisticated, and it just left some people at the starting gate. They're just like, uh... Well, I have, I have a friend, and I'll say it, it's Connor. We love Connor. Yeah, hey, he's Connor. Said, he's total Star Trek <clears throat> nerd, and he's. I've asked him if he's watched Star Trek and stuff. And Did I say Star Trek? I meant Star Wars. He's a Star oh, Wars oh, nerd. Oh, Star No, you said Star Trek. Okay, I thought so. Yes, he's a Star Wars nerd. Star Wars, and I've asked him about Star right. Trek, and he's like, I'm not smart enough for Star Trek. I'm like, dude, nah. yeah, you, yes, you are. And it's not... <laughs> it's so, it's not like that. Yeah, they no. think it's so intelligent. It's mm-hmm. not. I mean, it's not dumb either. But it's no. But it's it's a it's trying to get people to understand that when we embrace our individuality, when we embrace uh, progress and best practices and common sense solutions, and embrace our humanity rather than find new and interesting ways to fuck each other and hate each other, mm-hmm. we become better as a society. And that's proven through evolution. That's proven in the article you read. It's proven through science that we become better when we become more inclusive, not less. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that show. It's, it, 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 it's like Star Trek with a personality. Mm-hmm. And with more of a personality with more of a personality. personality yeah 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 well and what that shows is that you could be a 20 21st century person and have very advanced understanding of technology and have a very advanced social understanding of inclusion and uh, democracy and uh, peace and love and harmony uh, without letting that get in the way of the fact that you like for for example gas guzzling cars mm-hmm. you know they show on voyager that uh, tom paris loves old mm-hmm. cars right he yeah. fixes old mm-hmm. gas guzzlers yeah you know so i think what the right is afraid of honestly is they're afraid we're going to become this sort of pussy woke culture that hates gasoline that hates all the things that made our culture lovely and beautiful in the old days, cars, you know, uh, just rugged individualism and et cetera. 
And they're afraid we're all just going to jaunt off into the future and we're not going to have any shred of humanity left Mm -hmm. or personality left. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. No. And if we keep with the way we're going, there's not going to be an Earth to have any type of personality on. Well, that's just it. I, I, I I don't hate on their desire for there to be cars. It's just that we got to get climate change mm-hmm. handled. Yeah. Absolutely. And if we have to get rid of gas cars to do it, I say so be it. But I don't think they're going to be banned. I don't think we're ever going to lose our freedoms to have mm-hmm. guns or lose our freedoms to purchase gas cars. Just that we're expanding our technologies to include choices for the majority. Yeah. If the vast majority of people had electric cars, uh, uh, it would make gas guzzling cars all the more novel and cool. Yeah. Anybody ha- would have a right to, to have them. So they're not going anywhere. We're just expanding so that, because if we could reduce our carbon emissions by 80%, we would be out of this mess. Yeah. And if 80% of people drove, you know, these, and they, I think also they don't like these new cars because they look like shavers and razors. <laughs> you know, like, oh, they don't have any personality. Why can't we make electric vehicles with personality? Right. Put you some could stickers put, on put, it. Put some truck nuts on it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> put some mud flaps on it. What? Right? Yeah. Roll bar. I know. <laughs> put, I... put your gun rack on it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, we introduce and interject the amount of personality that we have. It doesn't mean that I'm, because I'm, progressive that i have lost my sense of humor that i've lost my understanding of individuality all the more reason to hold on to individuality Mm -hmm. and that's i think what uh, the orville is all about yeah 100 percent. yeah okay well i have an article here called uh this is from theconversation.com future evolution from looks to brains and personality how will humans change in the next 10,000 years. And this was written uh, March 1st of this year. And it says, if humans don't die out in a climate apocalypse or asteroid impact in the next 10,000 years, which is probably most likely scenario, unfortunately, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, we will uh, likely evolve further into a more advanced species than what we are at the moment. Um, And that's uh, quoted by Harry Bonus of Nigeria. Humanity is the unlikely result of 4 billion years of evolution. Uh, from self-replicating molecules in uh, Archean seas to eyelash... I, excuse me, eyelash. <laughs> <laughs> eyeless fish in the Cambrian deep to mammals scurrying from dinosaurs in the dark and then finally, improbably ourselves, evolution shaped us. <clears throat> Organisms reproduced imperfectly. Mistakes made when copying genes sometimes made them better fit to their environments, so those genes tended to get passed on. More uh, reproduction followed and more mistakes, the process repeating over billions of generations. Finally, Homo sapiens appeared. But we aren't the end of the story. Evolution won't stop with us, and we might even be evolving faster than ever. It's hard to predict the future, The world will probably change in ways we can't imagine, but we can make educated guesses. Paradoxically, the best way to predict the future is probably looking back at the past and assuming past trends will continue going forward. This suggests some surprising things about the future. We will likely live longer and become taller uh, as we as more lightly built. Uh, We'll probably be less aggressive and more agreeable, uh, but have smaller brains. A bit 
like a golden retriever, will be friendly and jolly, but maybe not that interesting, it says. <laughs> uh, at least that's one possible feature, it says. But to understand uh, why I think it's th- that's likely, we need to look at biology. And then it says, uh, the end of natural selection... Some scientists have argued that civilization's rise ended natural selection. It's true that selective pressures that dominated in the past, predators, famine, plague, warfare, have mostly disappeared. Starvation and famine were largely ended by high-yield crops, fertilizers, and family planning. Violence and war are less common than ever, despite modern militaries with nuclear weapons or maybe because of them. The lions, wolves, and saber-toothed cats that hunted us in the dark are endangered or extinct. Plagues that killed millions, smallpox, black death, cholera, were tamed by vaccines, antibiotics, and clean water technologies. (laughs) Uh, But evolution didn't stop. Other things just drive it now. Evolution isn't so much about survival of the fittest as reproduction of the... uh, uh, it says evolution is so much about survival of the fittest as reproduction of the fittest. Even mm-hmm. if nature is less likely to murder us, we still need to find partners and to raise children. So sexual selection now plays a bigger role in our evolution. Yeah. And it's nature doesn't control our evolution anymore. The unnatural environment we've created, culture, technology, cities, produces new selective pressures very unlike those we face in the Ice Age. We're poorly adapted to this modern world. It follows that we'll have to adapt. And that's why we're here, adaptation. Mm -hmm. And the process has already started. As our diets change to include grains and dairy, we evolved genes to help us digest starches and milk. When dense cities created uh, conditions for disease to spread, mutations for disease resistance spread too. And for some reason, our brains have gotten smaller. Unnatural environments create unnatural selection. To predict where this goes, we'll look at our prehistory, studying trends over the past 6 million years of evolution. Some trends will continue, especially those that emerged in the past 10,000 years after agriculture and civilization were invented. We're also facing new selective pressures, such as reduced mortality. Studying the past doesn't help here, but we can see how other species responded to similar pressures. Evolution in domestic animals may be especially relevant. Arguably, we're becoming a kind of domesticated ape, but curiously, one domesticated by ourselves. That Actually, that article that I talked about referenced earlier about being friendly because yeah. of cooperation it did talk about <clears throat> domestication of humans right and it also talked about neanderthals having bigger brains because they had more testosterone because more of the fight or flight response because more of you're on your own bitch right nobody's there to help you yeah so that ties into that it does make yeah, sense absolutely <clears throat> and then it says here i'll use this approach to make some predictions if not always with high confidence that is i'll speculate then it starts mm-hmm. off lifespan Lifespan. Humans will almost certainly evolve to live longer, much longer. Life cycles evolve in response to mortality rates, how likely predators and other threats will kill you. Mm -hmm. Uh, When mortality rates are high, animals must reproduce young or might not reproduce at all. There's also no advantage to evolving mutations that prevent aging or cancer. You won't live long enough to use them. So as (laughs) you live longer, there's more reproductive mm-hmm. uh, benefit yeah. that is in, ingrained. Along, yeah. Right. 
<clears throat> when mortality rates are low, the opposite is true. It's better to take your time reaching sexual maturity. It's also useful to have adaptations that extend lifespan and fertility, giving you more time to reproduce. That's why animals with few predators, animals that live on islands or in the deep ocean uh, or are simply big, evolve longer lifespans. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Greenland sharks, Galapagos tortoises, and bowhead whales mature late and uh, can live for centuries. Wow. Even before civilization, people were unique among apes in, how, in having low mortality and long lives. Hunter-gatherers armed with spears and bows could defend against predators. Food sharing prevented starvation, so we evolved delayed sexual maturity yeah. and uh, longer lifespans, up to 70 years or more. Still, child mortality was high, approaching 50% or more by age 15. Average life expectancy was just 35 years. Even after the rise of civilization, child mortality stayed high until the 19th century, while life expectancy went down to 30 years due to plagues and famines. <clears throat> then, in the past two centuries, better nutrition, medicine, and hygiene reduced youth mortality to under 1%. In most developed nations, life expectancy soared to 70 years worldwide, and 80 in developed countries. These increases are due to improved health, not evolution, but they set the stage for evolution to ex extend our lifespan. Now, there's little need to reproduce early. If anything, the years of training needed to be a doctor, CEO, or carpenter, uh, incisive uh, carpenter in incentivized putting it off. Yeah. Uh, and since our life expectancy has doubled, Adaptations to prolonging lifespan and childbearing years are now advantageous. Uh, given that more and more people live to 100 or even 110 years, the record being 122 years, there's a reason to think our genes could evolve until the average person routinely lives 100 years or more. And then it says size and strength. Animals often evolve larger size over time. It's a trend seen in tyrannosaurs, whales, horses, and primates, including hominins. Uh, early hominins like uh, this fancy word here, <laughs> uh, Australopithecus afarensis and Homo habilis. Yeah, were that one. <laughs> Say that five times. <laughs> were small, four to five feet tall. Later hominins, Homo erectus, Neanderthals, Homo sapiens grew taller. We've continued to gain height in historic times, partly driven down by impoverished uh, nutrition, but genes seem to be evolving too. Uh, why we <clears throat> got big is unclear. In part, mortality may drive size evolution. Growth takes time, so larger, longer lives mean more time to grow. But human females also prefer tall males. So both lower mortality and sexual preferences, sorry, Craig, <laughs> <laughs> will likely cause humans to get taller. He's, he's a robust, tall, five foot six. Uh, today, the tallest people in the world are in Europe, led by the Neanderthals. Here, men average six feet, women five foot six. Someday, most people might be <clears throat> that tall or taller. As we've grown taller, we've become more gracile. Uh, over the past two million years, our skeletons became more lightly built as we relied less on brute force and more on tools and weapons. As farming forced us to settle down, our lives became more sedentary to our bone, so our bone density decreased. As we spend more time behind desks, keyboards, and steering wheels, these trends will likely continue. Yeah. And that's why they think aliens are the way they are. 
they their vision grew poor, their eyesight, mm-hmm. their eyes grew bigger, their brains grew uh, smaller, but more complex. Yeah, they probably the at least the ones that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not doing the manual labor type of stuff. They're so technologically advanced. And who's to that say that they aren't just the subcreatures? What if mm-hmm. a, there's a ruling class that's even more advanced than them? Yeah. You know? Or what if those aren't even alive? What if those, what we're seeing are the aliens, the greens, and the grays are just, uh, you know, cybernetics? Dang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Humans have also reduced our muscles compared to other apes, especially in our upper bodies. That will probably continue. Our ancestors had to slaughter antelopes and dig roots. Later, they uh, tilled and reaped in the fields. Modern jobs increasingly require working with people, words, and code. They take brains, not muscle. Even for manual laborers, farmers, fishermen, lumberjacks, machinery such as tractors, hydraulics, and chainsaws now shoulder a lot of the work. As physical strength becomes less necessary our muscles will keep shrinking our jaws and teeth also got smaller early plant eating hominids had huge molars and mandibles for grinding fibrous vegetables as we shifted to meat then started cooking food jaws and teeth shrank modern processed food chicken nuggets big macs cookie dough ice cream Mm, cookie dough (laughs) (laughs) needs even less chewing so jaws will keep shrinking and will likely lose our wisdom teeth beauty after uh, people left Africa 100,000 years ago, uh, humanity's far-flung tribes became isolated by deserts, oceans, mountains, glaciers, and sheer distance. In various parts of the world, different selective pressures, different climates, lifestyles, and beauty standards uh, caused our appearance to evolve in different ways. Tribes evolved distinctive skin colors, eyes, hair, and facial features. With civilization's rise and new technologies, these populations were linked again. Wars of conquest, empire building, colonization and trade, including trade of other humans, all shifted populations which interbred. Today, uh, road, rail, and aircraft link us too. Bushmen would walk 40 miles to find a partner. We'll go 4,000 miles. Mm-hmm. We're increasingly one. Worldwide population, freely mixing. That will create a world of hybrids, light brown-skinned, dark-haired, Afro-Euro, Australo-Americo, Americo Asians, <laughs> their yeah. skin color and facial features tending towards a global average. So it's all mm-hmm. homogenization. Yeah. Uh, sexual selection will further accelerate the evolution of our appearance. With most forms of natural selection no longer operating, mate choice will play a larger role. Humans might become more attractive, but more uniform in appearance. <clears throat> Globalized media may also create more uniform standards of beauty, pushing all humans towards a single ideal. Sex differences, however, could be exaggerated if the ideal is masculine-looking men and feminine-looking women. So uh, mm-hmm. how we take in information yeah. as the future rises might create more ex- you know, extremes in those, yeah. those, those ideals. Mm-hmm. Uh, intelligence and personality. Last, our brains and minds, our most distinctively human feature, will evolve uh, perhaps dramatically. Over the past six million years, hominin, brain size roughly tripled, suggested selection for big brains driven by tool use, complex societies, and language. It might seem inevitable that this trend will continue, but it probably won't. Instead, our brains are getting smaller. In Europe, brain size peaked 10,000 to 20,000 years ago, just before we invented farming. <clears throat> then, 
brains got smaller. Modern humans have brains smaller than our ancient uh, predecessors or even medieval people. It's unclear why. It could be that the fat and protein we scarce, we scarce once we shifted to farming, making it more costly to grow and maintain large brains. Brains are also energetically expensive. 20% of our daily calories. In, a, in agricultural societies with frequent famine, a big brain might be a liability. Huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, maybe hunter-gatherer life was demanded in ways farming isn't. In civilization, you don't need to outwit lions and antelopes or memorize every fruit tree and watering hole within a thousand square right. miles. Yeah. Making... And using bows and spears also required fine motor control, coordination, the ability to track animals and trajectories. Maybe the part of our brains used for those things got smaller when we stopped hunting. Because mm -hmm. we have GPS for all that now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and grocery stores. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or maybe living in a large society of specialists demands less brain power than living in a tribe of generalists. Stone Age people mastering many skills, hunting, tracking, foraging for plants, making herbal medicines and poisons, crafting tools, waging war, making music and magic. Modern humans... Uh, perform fewer, more specialized roles as part of vast social networks, exploiting division of labor. In a civilization, uh, we specialize on a trade, then rely on others for everything else. So it's kind of a, yeah. we're all in this have, together you way. You can concentrate on one thing instead of everything. One global tribe, if mm -hmm. you will. Yeah. <clears throat> that being said, brain size isn't everything. Elephants and orcas have bigger brains than us, and Einstein's brain was smaller than average. Neanderthals had brains comparable to ours, but more of the brain was developed to sight and control the body, suggesting less capacity for things like language and tool use. So how much of the loss of brain mass affects overall intelligence is unclear. Maybe we lost certain abilities while enhancing others that are more relevant to modern life. It's possible that we've maintained processing power uh, by having fewer, smaller neurons. Still, I uh, worry about what that missing 10% of my gray matter did, <laughs> says the writer. Uh, curiously, domestic animals also evolve smaller brains. Sheep lost 20% of their brain mass after domestication. For cows, it's 26%. Dogs, 30%. This raises uh, an unsettling possibility. Maybe being more willing to passively go with the flow, perhaps even thinking less, like a domesticated animal has been bred into us like it was for them. Yeah. Our personalities must be evolving, too. Hunter-gatherers' lives required aggression. They, they hunted large mammals, killed over partners, and warned with, uh, warred with neighboring tribes. We get meat from a store and turn to police and courts to settle disputes. If war hasn't disappeared, it now accounts for fewer deaths <clears throat> relative to population than any time in history. Aggression now... a Maladaptive trait could be bred out. Mm -hmm. uh, challenging social patterns will also change personalities. Humans live in much larger groups than other apes, forming tribes of around 1,000 hunter-gatherers. But in today's world, people living in vast cities of millions. In the past, our relationships were necessarily few and often lifelong. Now we inhabit seas of people, moving often for work, and in the process of uh, forming thousands of relationships, many fleeting and increasingly virtual. This uh, world will push us to become more outgoing, open, and tolerant. Yet, navigating such vast social networks may require um, we become more willing to adapt ourselves to them to be more conformist. 
Not everyone is psychologically well adapted this, to this existence. Our instincts, desire, and fears are largely those of Stone Age ancestors who found meaning in hunting and foraging for their families, warring with their neighbors, and praying to ancestor spirits in the dark. Modern society meets all our material needs well, but is less able to meet the psychological needs of our primitive caveman brains. Mm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Perhaps because of this, increasing numbers of people suffer from psychological issues such as loneliness, anxiety, and depression. <clears throat> Many turn to alcohol and other substances to cope. Selection against vulnerability to these conditions might improve our mental health and make us happier as our species, but that could come at a price. Many great geniuses had their demons. Leaders like Abraham Lincoln, Winston Churchill fought with depression, as did scientists such as Isaac Newton and Charles Darwin and artists like Herman Melville and Emily Dickinson. Some, like Virginia Woolf, Vincent Van Gogh, and Kurt Cobain took their own lives. Others, Billie Holiday, Jimi Hendrix, and Jack Kerouac were destroyed by substance abuse. A disturbing thought is that troubled minds will be removed from the gene pool, but potentially at the cost of eliminating the sort of spark that creates visionary leaders, great writers, artists, and musicians. Future humans might be better adjusted, but less fun to party with, (laughs) and less likely to launch a scientific revolution. Stable, happy, and boring. Yeah. Like cows. <laughs> I think that's the problem with a lot of people think we're becoming more docile and weak and mm. as such more conformist. I think that's what the Republican Party and the conservative <laughs> movement's all about. Yeah. And while I'm all for free thinkers and all for outside the boss thinking and irreverence, um, they assume that all us liberals are just conforming. Mm-hmm. That's because they see and all these nerds on TV and they're like, that represents all of us. Yeah. It's like, dude, right. I'm not that guy. No. Um, and then it says here, uh, uh, might be adjusted, with, but with less fun to party with and less likely to launch a scientific revolution. Stable, happy, and boring. New species? There will. There were once nine human species, now it's just us. But could new human species evolve? For that to happen, we need isolated populations subject to distinctive selective pressures. Distance no longer isolates us, but reproductive isolation could theoretically be achieved by selective mating. If people were culturally segregated, marrying based on religion, class, caste, or even politics, distinct populations, even species, might evolve. And this is where it's funny. (laughs) This gets really good. It says here, in the time machine, sci-fi novelist H.G. Wells saw a future where class created distinct species. Upper classes evolved into the beautiful but useless Eloi, and the working classes became the ugly subterranean Morlocks, who revolted and enslaved the Eloi. So I think what he's saying is the conservatives are going to take over the libs. And all we're going to be the, the, the evolved <laughs> useless species while they become the uglier but more practical uh-huh. uh, uh, Morlocks. Uh, it says, in the past, religion and lifestyle have sometimes produced genetically distinct groups, as seen in, for example, Jewish and Gypsy populations. Today, politics also divides us. Could it divide us genetically? <laughs> liberals now move to be near other liberals and conservatives uh, to be near conservatives many of the left won't date trump supporters and vice versa could this create two species with instinctively different views probably not still to the extent culture divides us it could drive evolution in different ways in different people yeah if cultures so be- interesting right to think about yeah, yeah. 
If cultures become more diverse, this could maintain and increase human genetic diversity. Uh, strange new possibilities. So far, I've mostly uh, taken a historical perspective looking back, but in some ways, the future might be radically unlike the past. Evolution itself has evolved. One of the more extreme possibilities is directed evolution, where we actively control our species' evolution. We already breed ourselves when we choose partners with appearances and personalities we like. For thousands of years, hunter-gatherers arranged marriages, seeking good hunters for their daughters, even when... Even where uh, children chose partners, men were generally expected to seek approval of the bride's parents. Similar traditions uh, survive elsewhere today. In other words, we breed our own children. And going forward, we'll do this with far more knowledge of uh, what we're doing and more control over the genes of our progeny. We can already screen ourselves and and embryos for gen genetic diseases. We could potentially choose embryos for desirable genes. So selective breeding, it's like that whole, mm -hmm. you know, thing that they were doing, the the Nazis were doing. Yeah. That selective That's, breeding mm -hmm. to produce the, per, you know, they basically wanted to produce Dolph Lundgren, yeah, exactly. taller, more muscular, more perfect yeah. species of yeah. intellects, mm -hmm. which doesn't mean superior, by the way. No. But they assumed just, yeah. superiority mm -hmm. for, because of their own biases. Yeah. But never mind that. Uh, it says, we can already screen ourselves for embryos for genetic disease. We could uh, potentially choose embryos for desirable genes as we do with crops. Uh, direct uh, editing of the DNA of a human embryo has been proven to be possible, but seems morally abhorrent, effectively turning children into subjects of medical experimentation. And yet, if such technologies were proven safe, I could imagine a future where you'd be a bad parent not to give your children the best genes possible. Yeah. Hmm. Computers also provide an entirely new selective pressure. As more and more matches are made on smartphones, we are uh, delegating decisions about what the next generation looks like to computer algorithms. Who recommend our potential matches? A digital code now helps choose what genetic code passed on to future generations, just like it shapes you, uh, your stream or what you buy online. This might sound like dark science fiction, but it's already happening. Our genes are being curated by the computer, just like our playlists. Uh, it's hard to know where this leads, but I wonder if it's entirely wise to turn over the future of our species to iPhones, the internet, and the companies behind them. Yes, mm -hmm. indeed. <laughs> They're trying to rule us. Uh, yeah. Discussions of humanity evolution are usually uh, backward-looking, as if the greatest triumphs and challenges were in the distant past. But as technology and culture enter a period of accelerating change, our genes will too. Arguably, the most interesting parts of evolution aren't life's origins, dinosaurs or Neanderthals, but what's happening right now, our present and the future. So that's where it ends. Yeah. And, uh, whoo, that was a handful but i thought it was worth talking yeah, about definitely yeah and so i think what he's really referring to is is that we might uh, evolve more so uh because of our social choices rather than our uh physiological needs and i find that mm -hmm. fascinating yeah i mean <clears throat> you know are we going to evolve into two species, liberals and conservatives? Probably, <laughs> Probably not, not. Because I think we intermix enough for there to yeah. be, uh, you know, I don't think that's going to become so purified that we actually evolve biologically from that. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting to think about. I mean, basically, he's saying that we could evolve 
uh, based on uh, our technologies and, and how that shrinks our brain, how we become more dependent on uh, automation. Uh, but also, uh, it, it depends on uh, whether we uh, have fewer uh, things to think about. Our brains become uh, smaller, but perhaps more concentrated mm-hmm. for a specific type of work. Yeah, and there's less things to worry about. So the right. parts of your brain that get big because mm-hmm. they're active, because you're worrying about somebody. A saber-toothed tiger yeah, exactly. eating you so in the bushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you well, become more concerned with technological and social artistry and yeah. things like that. You evolve. Well, and it's interesting how they he's talking mm-hmm. about how our looks at some point will be more homogenized because of diversity. I've heard of that before. Which is, yeah, and it makes sense, but it's kind of interesting because, you know, a lot of conservative people want everybody oh, to look like... Oh, that freaks them out. But it's kind of funny because <laughs> event- the eventuality is that everybody will look very similar because of diversity, because we're intermixing. So because we're intermixing, which they don't like, right. eventually we're going to have the outcome that they want is everybody looking the same. Why would they w- want everybody looking the same? They want everybody... Like the people that are racist, and oh, they want everybody to be white or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's well, there's become, an irony. Yeah, it's going to become a society where they, people do look all similar because of the they diversity. want everybody to be like them. <laughs> right? And one day we'll all be the same <laughs> because of diversity. But they don't want because of diversity. <laughs> but they don't want diversity. Hmm, yeah, that's really smart. That, I hadn't yeah. thought of it that way. Just. But well, and I think at the end of the day, what makes them scared to death is that we're the future holds something that leaves them behind and and see because it really what it boils down to is that politics appeals to us at a primordial level in other words uh conservatives generally have more distrust of government they have more distrust of each other they're more fearful driven than than their liberal counterpart Mm -hmm. and and i think they have a strong point. I, I don't want to lose our sense of humor. I no. don't want to get so woke and serious that we lose our personalities. Um, and so they have a point in preserving traditional values and preserving the past. But why can't we do both? We can walk and chew exactly. gum at the same well, time. You know, It just brings to mind like the people that are so... Um, like they're saying the mining towns are going to be... You know, they're going to take away the mining jobs and this and that. Never right. mind that... They will take these people that are minors that are dying early, horrible deaths because of all the cancer and the black lung and all that stuff and retrain them in jobs that probably pay better, that are safer. They don't think about that part of it. Well, they they don't realize we're losing the old ways. It's it's becoming a better way. And we're not talking about immediate evolution. We're talking about the span Mm -hmm. of a generation. And it's not 15 to 25 year slow growth and change. And they're not being left behind. Mm -hmm. If they get their heads out of their asses, they'll be brought into the fold and they'll, it'll be gradual. Well, and we should incentivize, we should incentivize a culture that if we can't escape, where we're going technologically, mm-hmm. then why can't we just incentivize those who are being uh, affected the most? Yeah. Incentivize giving them first dibs on jobs. And yeah, we're uh, going to now train you for We're going to train jobs. you. We'll put you in a school and you'll be safer. You'll be safer. You'll be, safer. You'll be richer. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's the thing is like, um, instead of holding on to the old ways, why can't we just slowly transition into the new ways mm-hmm. while retaining an appreciation for the yeah. old ways as well? Like, you know, as far as cards, okay, mm-hmm. cars, get a hybrid. You'll still have half gas, half electric. Yeah, You're best of both worlds. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, I, I understand, you know, I think what scares conservatives the most is that we're going to become 
uh, overly trusting of government, overly trusting of uh, all these systems that they 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 claim that they don't trust. Right? They don't mm-hmm. trust corporations. They don't trust the government, and yet they they they're they more emboldened. I was going to say they're more emboldened mm-hmm. to corporations just simply because they're private. Yeah. Than governments, and I have yeah. I don't understand that because any big institution I don't trust. I don't care if you're mm-hmm. government or private sector. I don't necessarily trust you have humanity's best interest. Yeah. So I think we have to be vigilant with both. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. But um, I, I trust <clears throat> corporations less that are run by wealthy people whose main agenda is to stay wealthy. Because it's always at the cost of hurting humanity yeah. mm-hmm. and progress. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing is we've got to get out of this point of view that we're going to be on a barter system forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, we're never going to get out of if we don't shoot for better. Yeah. Now, granted, when you talk about Star Trek, you you talk about the Orville, you are talking about something that may or may not ever happen, which is a a matter organizer, a material fabricator. Mm -hmm. We would need machines and technology to take care of all our material needs uh, at a very low cost. And so what it boils down to is, is we're living on a planet that is we capitalism runs on this premise that we'll never run out of material resources and we're living on a planet that has limited resources and so how do we reconcile a planet that is run uh, on the old ways but uh the old ways are going to eventually catch up to us to a point where we're going to have to create more sustainable outcomes and i think we'll handle those as they happen but uh, there's a lot of growing pains in the process. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. If we if we don't die from famine or nuclear war or killing each other in the streets through civil war, uh, I do believe we can evolve to a point where we could ho- maybe hopefully uh, remove our addiction to uh, fossil fuels, remove our addiction to killing animals. And, and because we we eat entirely too many killed animals on this planet. And while. I love the taste of a steak as much as the next guy. Um, I don't want to get rid of that, but at the same time, I the the, the this the the amount of slaughter at our hands uh, for me uh, energetically and emotionally is uh, unsustainable. It's it's horrifying yeah, when you think about it. it. So what? Maybe we could uh, clone critters. Would would that make a difference? I don't know. No, because they're still, still alive. Be a living. It'd still be a living creature. thing. Yeah. Maybe we could just uh, create steaks. You know, if we well, had a there, replicator. There's, there's alternatives and they're getting better. Yeah. So we're not anywhere not near. There, not there yet, but. Not in it's our a lifetime start, will we I get mean, there to yeah. satisfy conservatives anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's all fascinating stuff. You know, I mean, the reason why I brought all that up is because when we're voting, very rarely are we voting thinking about where we're going to be in 100 years or 200 years or 10,000 years. But as a culture, we have to think about best practices now, even at the cost of what's fun or cool or hip right now. And I think that's the difference a lot of times that separates liberals versus conservatives is that liberals are like, we need to pull the Band-Aid off now. And conservatives are like, but I like my religion and I like my steak and I like my guns. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, but... We're evolving past the utility of it. Yeah, I know. You know? And so where do we draw that line? You know, know. it's It's, hard for everybody. It is. 
It is, and it's messy, and it's painful, and it's and that's why, mm. yeah, and that's why progress is always two steps forward, one step back, yeah. or sometimes even two steps forward, four steps back. Yeah, I mean, we lost a good twenty years on our futures by Trumpism, mm-hmm. and now our political, the political timeline is probably going to take us that much longer to evolve past the politics of hate and tribalism into the politics of of, of common sense. Uh, pragmatism but you can also look and at inclusionism it as all of that stuff was always there and he brought it out so maybe he brought it out sooner than maybe it would have happened ah, later so maybe it's actually going to save possibly. us time possibly i like I that. that i hadn't thought of that that's before a, but it just, that's a very good way of yeah thinking about it because it, it was always there it was always there it was always there yeah in other hidden. words maybe this saved us the growing possibly. pains of having to go through 50 years of yeah wrestling with these hatreds and these the mm-hmm. race different racial differences and gender differences etc now it's all out in the open we now can contend with them now yeah. rather than them being sort of hidden and disguised over the yeah. next 20 30 40 years yeah, yeah maybe it's saving us a, a, maybe a, you know evolutionary time <laughs> in the yeah. long run socially <laughs> social evolution yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about that article, though? Pretty trippy stuff, huh? I think it's huh? so interesting, because you don't think about all those things having such an impact on evolution and how bodies develop and brains develop. And Yeah. But even when you think about it, you can <clears throat> even see some of those changes. Like, I know evolution doesn't happen that fast, but you can see changes even within our lifetime. Like, yeah. great-grandparents of ours were born in abject poverty, either here or in other countries. Right. And things are getting better. Right. People our age are mm. looking younger now than they did 20, just 30, 30 40 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So, it's just even... Those little changes within a lifetime can actually be seen. Probably has a lot so, to do with not going out and getting sunburned all the time, too. Sunburned and having an easier life and yeah. all kinds of things. But yeah, and so what evolutionarily, you, over decades and eons, it's well, yeah. and and that the problem is is that when you think about our fiscal views. People trust conservatives to handle our economy better than Democrats, even though I'm not seeing a ton of evidence bear out in, in their favor as being more practical or pragmatic. No. Um, they raise the debt ceiling just as much as the Dems do. And then mm-hmm. they always become the anti-raise the debt ceiling when, when, they're, not when they're not in charge. Mm-hmm. And then they do it when they are in charge. And it's like, it's, mm, exactly. you can see it's, the lack of uh, genuineness there mm-hmm. in that. But um, what do you think of... First of all, what do you think um, we'll become? Because I know a lot of people think we're just going to become Mad Max. We're going to be fighting for water and resources and gasoline. We're going to have warring tribes. We're going to go right back to the old tribal days, but with technologies. Uh, Maybe some technologies will be removed because internet might break and towers will fall and things like mm-hmm. that but or we might become star trek ish what do you think uh, is the more likely scenario if you had asked me four years ago i would have definitely gone toward the dystopian mad max right. society yeah the selection cycle gave me a little bit of hope right so i'm leaning more towards hopefully star trek ish yeah, I hope so. But it's going to be a long time. But I hope if, we do it in it a happens. way where people can a- appreciate their political mm-hmm. and religious differences. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, having religion in your life should not hold you back from having scientific literacy. I know. And all these superstitions that you hold dear, why do they stop at the uh, occult and uh, the paranormal? 
You have mm-hmm. all these superstitious beliefs, yeah. but now you're not allowed to believe in ghosts. You're not allowed to. Yeah. Uh, you believe in all this magic and mystery of angels and demons and gods, but uh, oh, oh, them ghosts. We can't. We can't include right? those. Yeah. You know. And so, yeah. At the end of the day, I think what it boils down to is, I hope, hope, hope that conservatives uh, become a little bit more practical. They used to be the pragmatists. They were the ones, you know, daddy. Republican took care of the finances. Mama Democrat spent like crazy, but she cared a bit more about her kids. And that was kind of the the the, the, the stereotype is that you know we're there we're tax and spend liberals, whereas conservatives are uh, you know the the more conservative and proper ones. But uh, I'm not seeing that with the uprising no. of all these groups like QAnon and all these radical dis- dissenters from uh, organized i mean you, you know when you have a governor like carrie lake who just got defeated by a, a democrat katie hobbs katie hobbs right it makes you wonder i mean what what are why are they doing that are, are there honest grievances there or is that fake i think it's all completely manufactured just to just to, just to gin up just outrage. to gin up outrage and mm-hmm. anger and stoke Honestly, yeah. hatred and fear. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they... I don't think it's a grassroots movement. I think it's AstroTurf. Yeah. It's, it's a fake and outrage they, I, that on, they lean yeah. into a lot when they think things aren't fair for the conservatives. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you yeah. want things to be more fair, then join the fucking party. Yeah. I, Quit voting against everything that's good for your constituents. Yeah. Let Democrats occasionally win. We'll let you occasionally win if you fucking ever get into power again. I mean, and that's yeah. the thing. It's, uh, the democracy requires compromise. And how can you compromise when you've got two wings, two factions so far away from each other? And, you know, I wrote something the other day. I said, don't we all, can't we all agree that we all like cheese? We all like movies. We all like dogs and cats. I mean, we all live virtually the same fucking lives, except... At 5 o'clock, instead of turning on MSNBC, Mm -hmm. we turn on Fox News. That's the only difference. Yeah. And there's just this marginal difference in how we think. Conservatives think, you know, that, you know, all the fancy technologies are ruining humanity. And we're trying to say, well, why can't we make it more humane? Why can't we Mm -hmm. bring humanity into the future like Star Trek? Yeah. Why, you know, while still appreciating our our humble... uh, mediocre pass i mean mm-hmm. i mean yeah. i if i could go back and you know because i used to ask the question if you could go back in time would you and i used to say fuck yeah i would music was better the times were better but you know what i don't want to live without cell phones i don't want to live with the, without internet and i definitely don't want to live without penicillin yeah absolutely <laughs> if i could take all the best parts of now and bring it back then i would I mean, just think about social issues like marijuana legislation. I don't want to go back to the days where, you know, buying weed was scary and illegal and I had to hide it. Mm-hmm. And I had to pretend like I was like cast out like a criminal just because I liked getting high at night. For crying out loud, we know yeah. that's our draconian by today's standards. In and, some states it's draconian. Well, but we are as a culture evolving past that. Yes, and it's only a matter of time it will be federally legal. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, and I understand their desire to keep kids safe. I understand their desire to make sure that it gets out of the hands of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, but that's yeah. the same way with gun legislation. Mm-hmm. Why don't they feel that way about guns? Yeah. They, they feel that way about, you know, children being indoctrinated in schools. Yeah. They believe in safety of the child. Then why can't they see the pragmatic? 
pragmatic uh, qualities of, of legislation that would help yeah. create a, a you know more sustainable outcomes i don't know right i know and they don't have those ideas about alcohol let's ban alcohol because kids might get a hold of it right right so it just feels like it's like they're picking and choosing mm-hmm. what they want to evolve on yeah. based on their own personal special interests yeah and absolutely. based on what you know organizations are in bed with them if they're in bed with the for-profit prison systems of course they don't want to get rid of you know marijuana laws because then we might not uh, incarcerate all these black people that are making us a fortune, yep, or something like that. Yeah. Or why would we 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 don't want we don't want marijuana to get in the way of uh, tobacco production in the mm-hmm. South and uh, whiskey production in the South? Uh, we don't want competing yeah. industries. Yeah, so crib absolutely. death, crib death will kill it while right? it's still young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a fascinating thing that i think a lot of conservatives don't see in their own party and that's not to say that liberals got it so good it's just that i would love to see a multi-party system uh that swings left and right and center that more that that can really um be flexible uh to the times and have more nuance you know yeah definitely so so what do you think about everything we talked about? I mean, the whole point of this show was about is liberalism better than conservatism? And if so, why and why not? That's my question. That's the question. That's yeah. My, my answer is a resounding yes. Yeah. Because at its core, I think liberalism cares about people and their well-being and their comfort and their lives. What would you say to cynics and conservatives who say, oh, well, that's all fake. That's false. They're not, they don't really feel that way. Well, they're making laws that prove that they do. Right. So they're the proof's in the pudding then. Okay. But what if, but what if, I mean, playing devil's Mm -hmm. advocate, what if we're just indoctrinating our children into a bunch of pussy talk? You mean indoctrinating children into kindness and acceptance? Yeah, and- <laughs> we can't have that. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't even know how to argue that because they're right. arguing against being kind to people and being accepting of people. I think they want the warring tribes because it gives their life meaning. Without the war, there's no tribe. And without the tribe, there's no uh, tribal allegiance. And mm-hmm. without tribal allegiance, there's no identity politics. Yeah. They lose their identity because they don't have a personality or beyond an identity their, of their fucking own. guns beyond and that. Jesus yeah. and exactly bikers that's, and that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. They, mm-hmm. they, the the church defines them. Their their hunter status defines them, and if they feel like that's threatened, <clears throat> then yeah, it makes them angry and it makes them feel like they have to protect it. Well, I know a lot of you know like gun. Led gun people, they, they're afraid that, you know, legislation will, it's a slippery slope into banning guns and all that. I don't believe that's the case. I, I wouldn't mind as a veteran myself to get rid of assault w- rifles in our society mm-hmm. because there's no need for them. We have rifles, we have everything, but assault rifles are meant to kill people. And people don't understand yeah. that. You know, you're never going to beat our government. If our government chooses to uh, upend and, 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 you know, take over us we're screwed they're they not going to be yeah. enough guns or minutemen to fight that battle mm-hmm. um but what would probably happen is much of those soldiers because i was a soldier would say i'm not fighting my own families in the streets oh, yeah and mm-hmm. they would just lay down their arms yeah oh now soldiers you got no yeah. bottle so guess yeah. what mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it would be weird yeah um let me t- talk about religion 
Yes. Religion, um, we're becoming less religious, not more. And I know that mm-hmm. scares conservatives and that scares a lot of Christians. Uh, talk about that, if you would. What would get better? What would get worse? It would get better in that laws and and governing principles are not being guided by a religion that not everyone adheres to. And well, yeah, there's too many. There's too many things in religion that don't make logical sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to give people the freedom to believe anything and everything that they want. Yeah. Have the freedom to do it, but then hopefully have the brains to not do it. Yeah, and you don't have the freedom to push that on everyone. And I'm not saying that all Christians are stupid. I just mean it's an old-timey tradition to be religious, and we may grow out of that as we evolve. And that frightens people, because where are you going to turn in a time of need? And I don't want to take that from people. I just want people to to. rip the Band-Aid off and and realize that, you know, it seems like we could pray to a tennis ball and get the same results. Half the time it works, half the time it doesn't. I agree. And the thing is, nobody's trying to take that away from individuals. Right, right. They're just trying to make sure that that doesn't get involved in government and policies right shouldn't now what about guns i mean we don't we want there to be a right to bear arms but we don't want people to have so many guns in the streets that it's flooding our uh flooding our inner cities and and therefore all the gangs all the 13 year old boys who are trying to resist being in a gang uh they they become a part of a gang because if they don't uh you know they're worried about their own safety how do we handle all these inner city problems when it comes to gun legislation where's the balance i don't know where the balance is because as all Mm. the people that are super pro-gun say if you make these laws then it's going to be the law-abiding citizens that are going to suffer and criminals are always going to have guns and criminals are always going to break the law but if that then why make laws at all I mean, that's the whole. If any laws can be broken, anyways, what we're supposed to ignore all laws? So their whole thing is, well, we can't make laws because people are going to break them. But then they turn around and want to make laws about other things because the logic doesn't apply to that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. There's a double standard. There there. is a double standard, and there's. I don't know what the solution is. Well, I think what it boils down to is is a pump more monies into. Uh, because that whole defund the police thing was wrong. Not defund the, the police. Yeah. Um, make their scope or practice more succinct. In other words, keep police policing, uh, allow mental health cases to go to he- mental health services, yeah. and then, of course, pump more monies into mental health services so that um, people who are depressed or on the edge or whatever can be talked down and uh, we can give them resources to make their life better. And then as yeah. far as guns and guns legislation, keep uh, sporting rifles and uh, personal firearms legal uh, while banning uh, you know, nukes and uh, bombs and grenades nades and things that can Mm cause cause mass casualty events yeah yeah that's my belief yeah i i agree with that yeah yeah now um lastly i i you know i just wanted to gush a little bit more about what do you like about um the 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 orville that star trek gets wrong i think a big part of it is just the tone of it it just mm-hmm. feels lighter. lighter they deal with comedic. the same really, really, yeah. They deal with the same really heavy, really important issues. Yeah, like the Mocklins both being male. Mm-hmm. 
and then the whole they and, have a daughter that's born a daughter they they try to change her to a male at birth and she realizes she's a, a female and now she realizes she's a female it's, and she yeah, wants I mean, to change it's, yeah. it's heavy stuff but yeah. it just it feels just lighter in tone than star yeah. trek it's the same messages the and, same and i think things. the point is is that just because our beliefs, just because our thoughts get more sophisticated, doesn't mean that we have to change with that. We don't have to become yeah. a bunch of dorks and nerds and eggheads mm -hmm. just because, you yeah. know, I think, because you see a lot of that on the right and left is, oh, all liberals are a bunch of fanatics. They're all a bunch of, uh, you know, they're, they're all a bunch of elitists. They're all fancy pantses, eggheads from schools. Uh, they're indoctrinating our children in this you know, left-wing ideology in college and all that. Speak mm -hmm. on that. It's just, it's a lot of talk, talking points that they're hearing spouted at them night after night. Yeah. And if they actually just stopped and paid attention to what's going on. Well, yeah, you can go to school, too, and realize that it's not like liberals get together at the end of the day and decide we're going to teach liberal politics mm -hmm. or liberal agendas in our institutions i think what it is is that our institutions are intelligent enough to be threatening to, to anyone any yeah. any any uh, uh movement that seeks to lose members based on intellect yeah. uh feels threatened by well, yeah. scholastic endeavors yeah well and i saw <laughs> a little um clip on one of the instagram channels um and they're showing a guy out interviewing at a trump rally and talking to this older guy about critical race theory and he's like oh i'm against it it's it's terrible they don't need to be teaching that in schools and he's like well what is it about it that you dislike well i don't really know anything about it but i'm against it <laughs> yeah literally because he's that. taught and trained to be mm -hmm. against it and he has no idea what it is and that's the problem is that um you know right now the left is getting so outraged all the time by fox news and by the uh, the Tucker Carlson's of the world that they stay outraged by issues that are wedge issues, and then they're t they think there's going to be this red tsunami based on all these wedge issues when really all those wedge issues probably only make up about 10-11% of the entire electorate. Mm -hmm. The rest of them are like, uh, could we worry about, oh, I don't know, big sh important shit, please? Yeah. Um, yeah. These things don't matter. Yeah. And, you know, but this idea that we're all going to get institutionalized into some left-wing ideology. When all it really is is kids Becoming learning, more intelligent and more free yeah, to learning, make their own decisions. Exactly. They're not you, being most, indoctrinated. They're being well, educated. And, and I don't mean this to hurt religious people but most people as you become more intelligent you become less religious because you start to see that that agent we thought was there isn't really there that it, all these good things can happen morality can happen absence of god and that freaks them out yeah. but it's not against their religion or no. the traditional values of religion i love christian values i just call them Human values. I'm a mm -hmm. secular humanist. All yeah. the values that go into Christianity, I still uphold dearly as a secular humanist. The only difference is that I don't go to church and I don't believe a deity runs all this. It's about evolution, and we all have to evolve out of this, pull the Band-Aid off and start realizing that if we don't wise up and pull the Band-Aid off and start believing in objective reality, we're always going to be susceptible to the things that aren't reality. And that's where it gets kind of weird with the paranormal, we mm. want to have fun and whimsy interjected into our lives, but not in a way that messes up our 
beliefs, not in one that makes us believe in things that aren't there, but we can challenge these more controversial subjects in a way where we can start to understand them. Is being a, an empath a real thing, or is it just that we're all sensitive and we feel it's a real thing, and therefore we reverse engineer science and biology to uh, uphold our views that, hey, this is a real thing. And in other words, who cares if it's real or not? So long as there's biology that backs it mm-hmm. and science that backs it, it's not hurting anybody to call themselves an empath, just as it's not hurting anyone to be calling themselves a Christian. The only thing I take issue with when it comes to religion is a lot of times they Trojan horse old school, old fashioned, old timey values and beliefs that oftentimes oppress society. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it undereducates people. It oppresses women. It oppresses brown people. Or it uh, makes a certain people uh, patriarchs, therefore uh, removing equality in our systems. When you think about the Church of the Latter-day Saints, it's all ruled by a bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. So, where do the women stand in all this? They have to wear all your fucked up little homemade dresses while you got to go to Saks Fifth Avenue and wear sporting jackets and all that shit? Yeah. Ah, I know that is not equality to me, and so it's not the religion. Well, they don't want equality. They don't believe in it. Well, that's the great patriarchy that mm-hmm. we fight against. Yeah, whether exactly. that religion or that old-fashioned economy, yeah. mm-hmm. where women now have an equal say in our economics as men, we want all that. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, good show. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I just I didn't. I'm not trying to change people from conservative to liberal. I'm not changing liberals into super liberals. All I'm trying to do is get people to understand that when you care about best practices, you care about kindness and inclusion, and you uh, are up on all the facts, uh, you can then uh, arm yourself with data to support reality. And uh, that's why they say liberalism has a, you know, uh, that reality has a liberal bias, because at the end of the day, it's all about science and reason. Mm-hmm. That said, um, I like to apply that science reason to things like the ghosts and cryptids mm-hmm. because well, I want to yeah. know, are they really out there or are yeah. we just hoping they're out there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, final freaking thoughts about all of this stuff. What do you think? Final freaking <clears throat> thoughts. Um, Orville is awesome. Yeah. I agree. And it's fun. Just ugh, all the political stuff. Just use your brain. Listen to to facts yeah uh don't look what they say look at how they mm-hmm. vote that'll tell you their priorities or their lack of priorities yep and Watch what um, they're actually doing and if you of what they're just what they're telling you yeah and if you if you just get so bored by politics that you just can't listen to us we'll do it for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what so, do you do you feel like the midterms were uh indicative of hopefully greater change I uh hope so i'm i i'm semi possibly kind of little bit optimistic what do you what do you say about the fact that all these gen zers saved our ass and they're all they say as people get older they become more conservative uh, that hasn't helped it hasn't, hasn't wasn't the case in, in no, our case but um, with, what do you think, think in general i think with our generation that's starting to change <clears throat> and a lot of people our age have gotten stayed liberal or gotten more liberal as they've, as they've gotten older and i yeah. think it's just a generational thing and it's 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 evolving yeah it's- and i do feel like in our body politic um i think uh, elections 
are going to become more divisive before they get better. I do believe that uh, polling is going to become more erratic and more untrusting mm -hmm. yeah. uh, simply because our technologies have changed. Now, if they start making polling something we can do online where they incentivize us with Visa cards or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> right? yeah. um, but make more people participate and make sure it's an equal swath of the s society. Mm -hmm. Brown people, black people, yeah. young people, old people, conservatives, liberals. Make it more expansive so that more people have access access to it and then it might represent reality a little bit better but what we're seeing right now is uh the the party that's resistant to change the party that wants to change and then all of us in the middle are just like well we're not quite used to like living in a world where we think past corporatism or capitalism mm -hmm. we can't think of a world that could evolve past the utility of money and barter system what do you yeah. think that do you think we'll ever get out of that I think it's possible in the very far future. Yeah, it'll Definitely. be not in our lifetimes, oh, that's for sure. Not even close. So don't even no. fucking think about yeah. it. No, yeah, no, but I think there's little baby steps <clears throat> that we can take. Yeah. And, and just finally, for our audience, what do you think for people that are just kind of like, what was the point of all this? Tell people, where's the silver lining in all this? How can we uh, all sort of become better as a society, more inclusive? How do we take our... Uh, our rugged individualist uh, Neanderthal brothers and sisters on this journey with us? I think it just comes down to just, it comes down to a person by person basis and just being kind to people and talking about things yeah. and, and bringing things up in a way that's not like, Oh, I have this really liberal thing that I'm thinking about. Just kind of talk about things. And Don't talk bombard about them with and, all this liberal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I say. Don't identify as a liberal to conservatives. It's mm -hmm. just going to fucking, they're just going to shit on the chessboard. They're not going to engage with you unless yeah. you are compassionate, mm -hmm. unless unless you give them a little credit for being sentient. And mm -hmm. that's you know yeah. that's the thing. Do I think all conservatives are dumb? No, I just think that some are dumb and some are just tired of the right and all the or the left and all the bullshit. Um, but at the same time, I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to become a liberal dominates the conservatives i want conservatism to evolve and grow into best practices just like liberalism should mm -hmm. you know and hopefully at yeah. the end of the day coming from different points of view we can sort of collide into the future in a sort of set of rules and values that is best practices for a society mm -hmm. where we don't yeah. get rid of traditional values we don't get rid of the old ways but we value what we've learned and we appreciate our identity politics but at the same time we can evolve into social social and socio so, social technology technological ways where we can sort of get more star trekky mm -hmm. and hopefully it work for everybody not just the rich and the yeah. elite you know yeah. but if you're going to do that we got to get rid of corporate oligarchies we got to get rid of elitism and and that seems to be one of the things that the rugged individualists don't understand they don't seem to understand that their whole party is about giving more breaks and more uh, power to the wealthy uh, all the while claiming to be uh, these rugged individualists what say you on that i I don't even know how to get past that mindset because we're so stuck in capitalism and so stuck in corporatism. And mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't. Yeah. And if we can just little by little get out of it and help people realize it's not the great thing that people make it out to be. Well, I was telling my friend the other day on the phone that I hate to say this, but what we need is more socialism. Mm -hmm. What? How dare you? 
Mm-hmm. Because socialism right. isn't fascism. Socialism no. is not Nazism, and socialism is not tyranny. What socialism is is an economic uh, economic system. And I'm not saying get rid of capitalism. What I'm saying is, is everything that morally we should get rid of the profit motive for, we should get rid of. Mm-hmm. So healthcare, healthcare outcomes, education, education, yeah, we well, should socialize. Healthcare includes and pharmaceutical basic industry income. And basic yeah. education, basic clothing, feeding, and sheltering people, mm-hmm. we could uh, socialize it, the, the bare minimum there, yeah. all the while creating systems that are more fair, creating more accountability for our corporations so that they can be a part of the solutions, mm-hmm. not just a part of the problem. Because yeah. I think big business, we're never going to get rid of it, but we got to get rid of that profit motive that makes them so fucking cringeworthy evil that they become mustache twirling villains on mm-hmm. in these movies and such. Yeah. I How know. do we do that? I don't know. Especially like just got me to thinking in the Pacific, well, I don't know if it's just Pacific Northwest, but now Albertson's Safeway and like the Fred Meyer Corporation, yeah. they're all one big conglomerate now. So right. it's like And the big fish eats the littler fish. Yeah. So, so, and time. I don't even know how that's legal, considering we have antitrust laws. And, and anti-monopoly so laws, right. anti-monopoly laws. So you know what they do? They just create daughter companies. They just put it under a different name. Yeah, but it's still the umbrella. It's like Pac-Bell. Well, oh, shit, mm-hmm. you have too much money? Oh, well, no, no, no. We're that's a, a that's this now. It's Pack Sun, right? No, no, no. Yeah. It's it's this and this. Mm-hmm. They just rename, reconglomerate, yeah. call it something mm-hmm. else, put all their monies over in it, and it's a shell corporation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know what the what the solution. We is need strict anti-monopoly, antitrust laws. Yeah, and we're never going to get that because enforced. And, and unfortunately, we don't seem to ever get that because the conservatives always, like I said, clamoring for the donor class mm-hmm. will somehow trick these average citizens into thinking that there's a utility or that there's a value there's a value system in protecting these elite systems and it's there's not and as long as we have people in government that are making laws that are benefiting from these things it's not going to happen so right. we need to make laws that that ensure that governing people that are making these laws are not profiting from them which right they're trying to try but without but, a proper lead mm-hmm, yeah yeah well and that's the thing you know uh, under trump we had four years for them to show who they are and what they passed was tax breaks for the rich out of all that mm-hmm. out yeah. of all that that's what we can derive from it yeah i don't think that they're evil but they certainly are dumb enough to let these so-called rugged individuals like trump run the table and re- until they realize wow you know this isn't working out for all of us it's only working out for him geez i think we got scammed here all i i, I voted republican all i got was this lousy maga hat mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that's yeah. the thing you know and i wish they would see the utility in inclusionism and making sure that we all get better capitalism gets better corporatism becomes more fair and we can have companies and factories work for the betterment of society like building up the essential stuff for covid like mm-hmm. building up the middle class by giving people more incentives to want to work for safeway or some grocery store why why yeah. can't we just eradicate unfair practices that works for everyone because it works for the few and until that, and so long as you trick the dumbest amongst us yeah. that it's working for them yeah. We'll never get rid of it. Yeah. So what do we do about that? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another episode. It is another episode. Final yes. thoughts, baby. 
I, I already did that. Final thoughts again. <laughs> no, I mean, we're saying goodbye, so. Well, I know. Yeah. Um, just <clears throat> pay attention and yeah. use your brain a little bit. Use your brain. And, it's and it's be, more than just a paperweight. Yeah. In fact, it it's not even being, a good paperweight anymore because our brains are shrinking. Fair, They're getting lighter. Fair, yes, exactly. It's only a moderate just, paperweight now. Yep. Just be kind to each other. Be accepting of each other. Yeah. Just, just be nice. Yeah, and hopefully we can... Go, forage into a brave new future like star trek without the homogenization or we can retain our personalities retain our individuality and retain our individual looks and likes and dislikes and that's the thing just because i like action movies from the 80s doesn't mean i'm anti pro toxic masculinity for crying out loud right exactly and we should we need to embrace our changes and uh, pull the stick out frankly have a sense of humor i think I, you know what's really funny is that conservatives think they're hilarious and they're not. Mm-hmm. And then they claim that liberals are so woke and un- and serious. It's like, I don't see you laughing, motherfucker. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and it's just on both sides. We've got to learn yep. to be more uh, loving and caring and uh, accepting of, of differences. That's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Okay, baby. Well, thank you guys so very much. We will be back next week. This is a two-parter. Uh, I hope you learned something from this. What we're trying to tell you guys is vote your conscience. Be engaged. Uh, uh, learn and grow for your own uh, sense of health, your own sense of identity. Uh, learn how to be kind. Learn how to accept people who are different from you. And that doesn't mean we should give cover to those who can't evolve on the subjects. Yeah. It just means um, if people have differences, accept those differences. And if you can change hearts and minds through a good argument or through a good uh, plea to the heart, do so. Let's yeah. get everybody on board. Yeah. So thank you, baby. Thanks. Good episode. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, where can the folks reach you, my dear? You can reach me at Spooky Nerdy Gal on Instagram and Twitter, but I don't use Twitter, and that's a whole other. Well, can until of words. Twitter starts <laughs> minding its p's and q's, I'm not sure where the future is going to be with me on there. Yep. Uh, not not because I'm liberal. It, it, it's just Elon Musk is a fucking dipshit. Yeah. Uh, don't even. <laughs> let's not even go there. Nope. He's a, he's the dumbest smart man ever. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys. We'll see you next week, and we love you. Bye. Bye bye.